You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. This is your host, or one of them, I should say, Maddie of the Voluntary Vixens podcast. <laughs> this week, we go to Gulag. <laughs> it feels like it. This is Jesse, by the way. <laughs> if you didn't, I'm here on. as well. We're both in separate Gulags, um, Gulags of our own minds at this point. Uh, still, though, um, as you've probably heard. Anybody that doesn't follow the proper protocols, um, train of thought, anybody who didn't vote the correct way, like you're on a list or you're going to be on a list. And, uh, you know, we know what li- happens with lists. Yeah, not good things. No, not good things. Not good things. Um, <laughs> if anybody has not ever i should try and find the resource and like drop it in here i think i learned most about it from um a school sucks podcast episode maybe where somebody was on and telling them telling them brett about how ibm the company really like helped facilitate the both the nazi like takeover and the nazi rounding up of the jews and other um undesirables and so i mean yeah and i think i and jesse you may have listened to it i don't know i know other people on our you know network of friends we were all uh chatting back and forth about it but um so tim pool mr blue pill tim pool had on both medical malice and alex jones in the same episode this past week or so and um you know it was really good really entertaining and alex jones definitely dropped a at least a line about like ibm nazis like you know how he interjects like random words and phrases yeah (laughs) sometimes and you have to like already know what he's talking about to not think he's just entirely nuts um but (laughs) Yeah, so it's in there. That's a thing. Um, lists are bad, and we know this. Well, and I think, too, the thing about um, Alex Jones is that people think that he's crazy, and I think, he, in a way, he... If you if you just looked up conspiracy he's not a theories all person. day, <laughs> we'll you would that. kind of go crazy, because you would just be amazed at just the things that really do happen behind our backs documented documented factual evidence of having happened and admitted to having happened by the government the people that are most secretive about all their bs and all their dark dark ways like stuff that they've actually admitted to would blow Mm -hmm. your brains if you haven't paid attention long enough um i know most people listening to this podcast you're here because you're at least aware of how bad the government is and you know the people that it's comprised of are mostly not good people. I don't know. A lot of people, a lot of, you know, more blue-pilled people want to think that there's still plenty of good men and women within the government, but it's like, I mean, 
the fact that all it does is it keeps growing, it perpetuates itself when it investigates itself. And of course, like there's no problem here. Um, you know, there's there used to be somewhat even maybe an arbitrary division of powers and checks and balances on said powers, but really it's all one party. It's all the same same Leviathan state. They're all acting to prop up the other and keep it there. You know, like the whole idea of the deep state or the the continuous state, that's a thing. And there may be some, you know, good people working within the government. I'm I'm sure you know, you're probably listening. <laughs> you're probably listening yeah. to this podcast right now. Um, you know, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, I guess, for being um decent and hopefully like you do what you can on a daily basis too. Um, you know, Ron Swanson things a bit. Uh, we could yeah. use more of that. And so I'm not discouraging that at all. I'm just saying that's not the norm. That's not what the government is comprised of. I wish. Mm-hmm. I really, really wish. Um, but, you know, then I think we wouldn't have as many of the problems that we do have. It wouldn't be so widespread. It wouldn't be so um, in, encroaching upon our lives and every aspect of them. So, you know, a lot of coulda, shoulda, wouldas, but. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I was thinking of, because a lot of you guys know that my husband is a, a liberal and voted for Joe Biden. <laughs> if you've listened, if you've listened to this podcast yeah. for yeah. a second. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the Ben Shapiro's. My, my wife is a doctor. My husband is a liberal. I'm not proud of that fact, though. But uh, I think the thing is, is that one of the one of the good things that have come out of this election is that for once he's relaxed a little bit and he's in a much better mood. Um, so that's one of the things I was just thinking is like there are some good things that are coming out of this a little bit. There are sure we just had like the million MAGA march over the weekend and that brought out Antifa and there was a lot of rioting and um assaulting that was happening and you could say well it really looks like things are getting worse but i think that if you turn off the news Mm -hmm. and you just get outside and i mean i went for a walk today and it was like really cold outside but there were some people still out there and nobody was wearing a mask and we were all like smiling and we could see each other's smiles Mm. we could wave at each other you know and then I mean, I'm just thinking like, even my husband and I, we got, we kind of got into a disagreement about COVID, but it was like, I think because he know in his mind, he thinks that Biden won now that thing, things are going to be better. He was able to like relax and just kind of like listen a little bit. It's weird how that worked, but I was able to get some ideas across to him that maybe I probably would never have been able to get across to him <laughs> if Trump was the winner of the you know the election which some people still think he's the winner but yeah we'll see yeah it's it's not december yet and um that is when things are actually more official and um you know it doesn't seem like it's a straight shot for either of them no matter what the mass media and literally everybody is shoving down our throats that joe biden won um I agree with what you were saying about, um, yeah, a couple things, I guess, like 
turn off the news. And actually, um, I think I was so um, as your resident hippie libertarian <laughs> podcaster, I, of course, was doing something very gypsy like earlier this evening and got a crystal healing treatment. And so I know some of you are scoffing and there you go. You're like, oh, yep. Crazy bitch confirmed um, <laughs> tinfoil hat. She likes Alex. Like she doesn't hate Alex Jones. Like can't listen to her. She's she's into magic and gemstones. No, I just happen to believe in energy and things that are beyond our <laughs> 3D vision of sight. You know, there's just more than meets the eye. And I think if you're limiting yourself to just the concepts that we can see and maybe touch and taste and feel like in this world and in this realm, like you're limiting yourself and that's not my problem. So I'm sorry. Anyway, um, well, anyway, so, you know, this woman is working with me and on me, like uh, on my energy, which is, I was just like vibrating on that table. I know that sounds crazy, but anyway, so the things that I were coming to mind um, were that I should really, really focus on myself and turn off the news for a while. I mean, like I don't have cable news. I don't have TV, so I already don't. Um, but like I said, like similar to the government having encroached in our lives, politics, current events, and the chaos and drama of the world has also crept into our lives way more than it should ha it should be and way more than it should have. But, you know, I think that was, I think it's telling that that needed to happen for us to, for um, like a lot of the public to keep buying into this clearly mm -hmm. failing system. Like the two parties don't mean anything anymore. And, you know, people are waking up and seeing that. And so they need to push it into our lives and inject themselves more so into the culture. And I, I know some of that's like organically kind of happening. And then I know a lot of that is it like only it only matters because the federal government is in charge of so many things that happen to happen to intrude on our on our private lives, our civil liberties, our individual freedom. But so anyway, like I think what I'm going to try and do is like so since I get I happen to get my news from online sources like I and and tons of podcasts, like way too many podcasts for any normal person to um, sit through all the time. So I think I'm going to take a period of just shilling, um, making sure I am taking care of myself first. I'm putting on that oxygen mask. So, you know, I'm not saying that I won't be here to record with you all, but Maddie might be a little bit out of the loop and that's fine because I plan on reading and listening to books and getting back into yoga some. I need to meditate. I need to focus on me and like, like I said, work on myself, take care of myself, especially because the dark winter is coming as they've told us and we know it's not going to be a good thing. We, yeah. We've already gone through most of a year under some shape or form of a lockdown unless you live in like South Dakota 
and maybe some folks in Florida, but even Florida felt some ramifications at certain points. But God bless. Was it Ron? Ron? DeSantis. DeSantis, whatever. Yeah. Skip, the fir- skip the first name. Yeah. <laughs> for, for not, cap- you know, capitulating and bending over and taking all the bullying that he's getting. Yeah. And um, taking that as a as an excuse to you know do what they, do what they want him to do mm-hmm. i think he's doing the right thing and so anyway yeah i plan on working on myself and like educating myself further cuz like i feel like i am kind of at a plateau where i really should keep learning and, and actually developing my own thoughts my own opinions and, you know, fertilizing my mind and letting, you know, all of it ruminate within myself and not necessarily just trying to keep up to date with the chaos, the chaos of the world. Like, I don't need that. I, I know enough. Um, and, you know, I'll say, you know, send me the bat signal if I'm needed or if uh, anybody hears that it's time to lock down. In our mm-hmm. own way, shape, or form, you know, not the way that the government would lock us down, but like, you know, if something dire were to happen and um, people like us would actually be in danger. So, and again, I, it's only it's only gonna be here a few weeks, but I feel like this is a really appropriate time. We're coming up on the holidays. It's yeah, and this is the time of year I think difficult. people get really depressed generally. Generally, and and we I'm talked one about of those this people. last year. We talked about this last year, Jesse, and yeah. there wasn't a quote-unquote pandemic going on. Yeah. But the real pandemic this year is um, big, stupid, effing, bloated government um, being worse than ever. Yeah, so th- that's one of the things I was going to say is that um, when it when we look towards, like, our leaders for guidance or we're watching the news to kind of give us our... Um, our own bias back to us. Um, we, it works in a, it works in the opposite way because I mean, I just watched like a snippet of, um, MSNBC today and it was like, um, it was all, it was already like within the first sentence, like Donald Trump is is claiming he won this election. It was like, he's an idiot kind of thing. And it was like, it's just so unprofessional in my opinion. I just remember being, I'm a child of like the 80s and 90s. And I remember the news being a little bit less like just unprofessional. Um, And I've watched television just kind of actually devolve over over my childhood. Like it used to be like you couldn't say the word bitch. You couldn't say damn and things like that. That was not allowed on television. And then I watched slowly as those words start creeping into just basic television. And... I feel like, I mean, I hate, I cuss. I'm not trying to pretend like I'm like yeah. not a sailor. I, I, I cuss like a sailor. I, I'm not even going to lie. But I do feel like it's like this devolvement of respect that's been happening in our um, culture. And it's like, does, does the president really deserve respect? I mean, no, not really. I don't really believe that people deserve respect unless they've earned it. I've always been that way. But I do mm-hmm. feel like, you should respect other people's right to feel comfortable, though. So you don't need to cuss and you don't need to badmouth somebody that maybe somebody else might 
Well, I just like. think it's it's class. Yeah. And I think what you were just saying, like you've watched the news devolve, but really yes. like what I think is just like the ability to be an adult. Yes. Is not met anymore. And so as you've gotten older, you know, you've matured because I think you were a mature person early on in the way you were raised, your upbringing, the way you were taught. And I like to think I was too, like I grew up with adults, but like a lot of these people seem to have never been taught or shown how to be an adult. They've just been shown how it's okay to be a whiny brat. And so they're Mm -hmm. aging they're not like necessarily maturing or growing up in the sense of like this is what you do when you when you become an adult you accept more responsibilities you are supposed to hold yourself to a higher standard you don't it doesn't worry don't care so much about other people it's about holding yourself to a higher standard and behave properly but these kids are all they really are kids like Rachel Maddow she's a fucking like yeah. child yes all of it, like, I would say, like, what did, what, okay, do you remember that Van Jones video where he's crying because Biden won and now we have civility in the country again? I, again, I don't hate myself, so I don't watch CNN, but I did see, like, a still shot that that happened, like, on Okay, Twitter. let me just, can I just, like, oh, that's a perfect example of, like, we're children. Like, we're watching children on the television screen. Yeah. Uh, Van arrest- Jones. It's arrested development, and we're seeing it at these A grown man. Okay, and I I understand men cry. I understand. I've gotten in trouble for for making fun of men crying before, so I'm just saying. Please, please cry. I respect when a man cry, is crying. But also... I've worked in healthcare. I have seen men have surgery and they've been in excruciating pain and they've cried. I get that. Or I've seen men go through horrible loss. But when we're talking about who won the presidency, that is my, like, that's one of my lines. You should, as a man, you should (laughs) never cry about that. You are a gigantic P word. Yeah, I mean, you just got to stop with that. You yeah, and it wasn't just that he was crying, Maddie. It was like he was saying all this ridiculous stuff. Like now we have civility back in the White House again. Kindness and, matters, and yes, or, and kindness it, is everything. Decency matters. I've been. He's got like, tears rolling down his oh eyes, like Lord. big old tears, and he's wiping them away like a woman does who's trying to save her mascara. Like that's like that's how he's wiping his tears away so he's already effeminately like wiping his tears away it's like all my respect is just going it's just like draining from me as i'm watching this and i didn't have a lot to begin with so i'm watching that and then i'm also saying i'm also thinking in my mind like he's talking about like civility and like kindness and i have seen joe biden can call black children roaches I've seen him say that if you don't vote for him, you aren't black. You ain't black. Sorry. And that's just this year. That's racist. You know? And that's like those just two terms this are racist. Of campaign Joe Biden. Like it wasn't even like. I saw him physically get mad and almost like put his hands on reporters when they were asking him about his son, Hunter Biden. Was that the pony boy? What was the, that was like the best thing I've ever heard. 
I don't know. <laughs> You're a lion dog face pony soldier. But I'm yeah, sure that like, Cam will probably play like, like a bunch. Cam, please insert <laughs> my favorite Joe Biden clip, which is the one where he calls somebody a dog face pony boy or something. Yeah. Like, please, I need that. Like, that is music to my ears. Just uh, just do, so if you can, just a reel of, like, all the nonsensical things that he has said. And you ain't black. But, I mean, for the, civility, no. That man no. has dementia. And I, I don't fully hold him responsible for everything because I do feel like he has a degenerative brain disorder yeah. that most o- older people get. I feel sorry for him. So maybe this year and maybe last year, I don't know where the line is of deteriorated joe but joe biden's history which nobody got to nobody got to discuss no most people that voted for him i guarantee do not know about how awful he was in the past and so that's the unforgivable stuff where he really was like blatantly racist and said so said things like on the like senate floor that his constituents you know would have never allowed somebody like that to have represented them and consider him civil and that it's and he's the decent candidate like didn't he say something like smart kids oh that was again just campaign biden so what was it it was um you know black kids are just as smart as white kids or poor kids yeah that's what it was white kids or something (laughs) like that yeah yeah poor kids are just as smart as white kids it's like so cam oh, do your magic because we got to bring it home poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids you know it was another <laughs> another really good one like um and again just it shows how far we've come but do you remember like the bucket people <laughs> like i can't even remember how that came into being but like he was talking about praise for the bucket people meaning like you know people who happen to like work as you know electricians like pepco guys or like working cherry pickers and you know like blue collar men who are out there that probably didn't vote for joe biden um not just because he referred to them as bucket i mean it's just it's just but you know because they're done being taxed to death and told by the left that they're all racist there's just so much that's uncivil to yeah, there's just and so there's much. nothing, and it's so, so divisive. So much that wasn't civil, and, and is I mean, not I, civil. I, I mean, I'll, I'll even say this: like when I was getting off my shift the other day, this nurse that follows me happens to be a, a black girl, and she's really, really cool, and we can talk about anything. So we were kind of talking about what the election was going, what happened with that, and I just was like, you know, what is, what are your thoughts on Biden? And she just had a long sigh. And I was like, I'm just curious because I don't want to say, I'm just curious what your thoughts on it, because this has been a very tumultuous election and race has been such a big issue. Do you think that Biden is going to fix these race relations? Do you think he's less racist than Trump? And she just looked at me and said, no. And I'm thinking like most black (laughs) people probably feel kind of similar. They probably voted for him because they hated Trump, but you know. Well, I mean, if you actually look at the numbers, okay, so technically, quote unquote, the, I hate calling it this, but since there's, uh, this is what they call it, like the black vote still did mostly go to Biden. 
but he Trump gained, did yeah. really well, all things considered, and better than he did last time with um black and other minority voters. And like I think even in Philadelphia, like Philadelphia yeah. went more for Trump than they did last time. And probably, you know, it, it's just it's significant. And for that to be um swept under the rug, not talked about, and for them to continue the same diatribe that they went with last time. I mean, instead, it's amazing, though. Like, instead of uh, Russia stole it for Trump, and he, Trump is a Russian, like, puppet of Putin, you know, that was that was a couple years ago when that was their mental illness and um, chant. And so now this time, they think he's just a tyrant that, didn't steal the election, <laughs> but is saying that um, the election was stolen from him. Like, correct, Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong. Tyrants do steal elections, mm-hmm. right? So, like... I mean, if he was a tyrant, he would have already shut we- this down by now. It would have been shut down. Yeah, I mean, like, game over. He would have already won. It would have... Like all the weird irregularities would have been pro Trump instead of pro Biden in terms of vote counts across the country, but especially in these swing states where it really mattered. Like every vote really kind of did matter. I mean, I personally think that I do feel like there's some fraud that happened. I do. I don't think that. I just. I think it's something that's possible to happen every single time. Logically speaking, Biden didn't really campaign. He stayed inside of his house most of the time. He was in that basement. I think he started a podcast. <laughs> he didn't really... When you saw his... Um, whatever they're called. because His had pathetic like, rallies? Yeah, his rallies had like six people at him. His support groups? You can't even call them rallies. Yeah, it was... Like... I don't think that he just got his base excited. I don't think anybody's really excited about him at all. And and Kamala Harris wasn't excited. Like that was another thing that my friend was saying. She's she brought up Kamala herself and was like, I'm not like she's actually really bad too. And she she brought up on her own. I didn't even ask this. She's still lucid and that bad. Yeah. Well, and my friend brought up this also without me even like bringing it up. She brought up the uh, just the crime bill that Biden came up with and then just the corruption of what Kamala did in California, putting so many black men in prison. And, you know, it's just like, I guess my thing I get really frustrated with is I feel like, like the, the right is being judged by how they were back in like the early nineties, like maybe pre Clinton era. And that party has changed so much. I have watched my mom and my dad open up, for example. They're, they they voted for Trump. But I have wa- watched them open up and really think about some of the things. Like, my mom even to, like tells me she hates Bush because of what he did. And she feels like mm-hmm. he ruined the party. And um, and she's right. He, he made the party look really bad. But that's because the Bushes were not conservatives. They weren't yeah. actually on the ideological right. They were just conveniently there um, because they are. I think Dave, Dave Smith did like a, it was like a Freudian slip maybe when he was on Rogan 
or maybe it was purposeful, but he called him the Bush, the Bush crime family and <laughs> nail on the head. Yeah. Like one of the, I mentioned how, um, one of the books that's on my list, like again, here comes somebody scoffing, um, at this, but I really want to read that book that, um, Roger Stone did on the Bush family. Because oh yeah. They are awful people. And I'm it afraid did, it, I, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Um, but, you know, I think you're, you're right. Like, I see that with my family and my parents, too. Like, now it makes sense. They see why the Bushes were terrible and, mm-hmm. you know, how they were hoodwinked and used by mm-hmm. those false platitudes that they stood for, both H.W. and yep. Junior or whatever junior he's a he doesn't matter i think also young bush <laughs> like my mom used to be like we need to build a wall because we do need to keep illegal immigrants from coming over here and you know she had the stereotypical like keep you know dirt dirt over there you know but then yeah, i think yeah but then she changed her mind and like most of her concern now about the border is about child trafficking and I feel like that's really, if Republicans really wanted to, if they really wanted to just blow people's minds, they really should focus on that issue. Because that really, drugs and child trafficking are two major things that come across that border. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people don't really come across the border just to get a, you know, to get a better life. The majority of people are crossing the borders to smuggle in children and drugs and then go back. So we got to that is something we really need to think about. And, um, you know, one of the things that another thing too, is that like a lot of Republicans are really open minded about gay marriage and legalization. And the, the Democrats are so far behind (laughs) that they're still thinking that like, they hate gays, they hate minorities, they hate, um, well, well, also they just rewrote history and, I can't remember which source it was um, promoting Joe Biden as the first um, presidential. Oh, who was open to gay marriage? To yeah. Be, yeah, to be openly pro gay marriage. Uh, sorry, whether you hate him or not, that was Trump. And he did have openly, proudly, incredibly gay people in his, you know, in his campaign. Like, Backing him from the beginning, backing him at, even when everybody hated him. Yeah. Um, in his cabinet, he was appointing them to ambassadorships. Like, it's it just wasn't a thing. Like, so it like that's what kind of drove me crazy. Like, leading up to and even right after this election, like my gay friends, like you guys are smarter than this, and you were all used in a really stupid way. Because like you were, you won. Trump was supposed to round you up his first term. He didn't. Sorry, I, like I, that didn't happen. There was no, never a hint of it happening. And we would all back the shit up out of you if it did. Mm-hmm. Like think about that for a second. Like, like I don't think I think there that... is not a single part. Like nobody would let that happen. Yeah, because that is immoral, and we're the ones that are. Like, we 
so wherever we fall on the right, and I only consider that right because it's as far away from that authoritarian or totalitarian yeah. left as possible. And so, you know, we're as pro-individual liberties as possible. And so mm-hmm. that's the only political spectrum that matters. And um, I really feel but, like, so like we are moving. Like, we would I think never let right. that happen. I think this election has woke like just the results of this election just in the past couple weeks has woken up the right so much to what their party is really about. I know a lot of people on in our circle hate Laura Loomer, but Laura Loomer has I I hold her responsible for waking up the right. She's young, she's she's protested, she's She's lost a lot of her, you know, she's probably one of the, like, what is it? The most banned woman. Most banned person. And I mean. More so banned than Alex Jones. I mean, yeah. And I'm just saying, like, uh, she can be loud and obnoxious. I can, I can see why you would say that about her. But I also think she does something really good. She points the mirror back at the Republicans. And after this election, I am on, you know, our thing is on parlor. So. She was saying that um, the Republicans are just, they, they, they're the reason why Trump lost. Because the RNC, they didn't back up their candidate. They mm-hmm. don't support each other. And, um, and she was saying, like, this is the problem with the Republican Party is that um, there's some that Republicans that would, mu- that would much rather go with Biden right now than with Trump. And that's a problem. And it's... Not for their own, it's not for a principled reason, it's because they're cowards. And, you know, you've said before, and it's a very good point, whether it was like in one of your little Instagram things, or um, if you haven't followed our Instagram, please follow, and you'll get occasional, maybe weekly if you're lucky, uh, videos from Jessie venting in her car, (laughs) but so you made it a point, and it's something I think about, like, you know, I always want to be conscious of are we in an echo chamber and i think you made a really great point that like honestly we don't really have room to be in an echo chamber because we have to live in this world where we are the minority thought um you know like they're the people who think like me i know you online and you're spread out across the country like i don't have truly anybody who is exactly in line and like would consider like if we were to sit down in person and it be considered an echo chamber like one of us would have to travel across state lines if not like many state lines like we just aren't plentiful enough yeah for it to be an echo chamber and the fact that like because we are individualists and not collectivists we do all have our own individual opinions and we respect the individual opinions of the other and so again that's more of something that you would see on the right versus the left and the left is collective and they are, you know, lockstep get in line. And that's why they the DNC is a machine and <clears throat> they are willing to follow their terrible candidate to the death because they are such an, like an in-group yeah. collectivist hive mind. Yeah. Whereas on the right, you know, I think, while there is a lot of the individualism and everybody kind of being like a cat herding cats, I do think the worst element of that is not the individualism, but the cowardism. And that's what we've seen 
most obvious and um, really most evident maybe the past few years, past four years or so from the Republican Party. But I do think the Republican Party is changing. Trump helped change it um, in maybe a crazier way. And people like people want Republicans to go back to the way they were. But it's like they didn't do anything except um, placate to the left. They weren't good. (laughs) They weren't good. Like they weren't good then. Like Trump, you know, doesn't have all the right ideas or the correct ideas that we'd want him to have. But um, I think like, for instance, he's not a neocon. He's not a war hawk. Yeah. And again, oh my goodness. Like one of the most despicable things that I've, I've seen of late and we were commenting on it is like, well, there's no anti-war left. Like they had their opportunity to come back during Trump, but of course couldn't criticize anything Trump was doing militarily because all the worst things that Trump did were continuations of the Obama and Bush foreign policy and or domestic policy, um, including kids in cages. Thanks, Obama. Um, so they couldn't comment on any of the foreign policy things, especially like the crisis in Yemen, because and, you know, it was a good thing when Trump continued the Obama Syria incident. Um. And like, so this whole thing where he did get to a point where he was like, all right, we're, we're taking some troops out. We're coming, we're going to come home. He's been trying to get us out of Afghanistan and, and they're disgustingly like anti, yeah, (laughs) anti troops home. And they lied to him. This man's been impeached and it didn't go anywhere. Um, But like, meanwhile, all these other people around him are, disgusting disgusting liars and should should be in guantanamo bay my my opinion uh, i feel like trump was put through the ringer and if anybody deserves a second term it would be him but i also am realistic and i understand that um another term of him wouldn't be peaceful and i don't think we'd get much done to be just a bunch of gridlock what could happen with the biden administration is now we have the right they're pissed off. They're angry and they're mad at their own party too. And they're ready to split off. Like we've, we've watched like Fox news lose like millions of viewers in just a matter of days. So, you know, I'm one of the things that my mom and my dad, I mean, my mom used to be like, she'd just leave Fox news on all day and it'd be the same stories over and over again. It's the same thing with MSNBC and CNN. But it's just like a little different. But that's why the news sucks so bad. And you have to just turn it off because it's just cycling the same storylines to make sure that it just becomes like a worm inside your brain. Finally, my mom woke up to the realization. I'm so happy. Like that's that's definitely some silver linings that we can take away from this election cycle no matter what happens. (laughs) Wouldn't it just be hilarious, though, if Trump did win? And then we just show Joe or so show the clip of Van Jones <laughs> crying like a little bitch. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I will still enjoy that no matter what. Um, but because he's pathetic. But I was going to say, like those wormholes, like that's why people like Van Jones they keep using the word civility and um, decency because that sounds really nice and like people who want to hear that hear that and take it and run with it. 
without doing the work or having the memory of what actually happened, what is reality, what is history, even modern recent history, you know, because the right people that they trust said the right things and they're good and they don't have to worry their silly little heads about it. Well, and it's all just lies because it's like if we just say that he is civil and that he is respectful and he's class, he's full of class, all this stuff over and over again, then people will just believe that this demented old man who's close to death is the example of that when he, and maybe they'll ignore some of the things he did in the past, or maybe that, you know, most people probably won't take the time to even do the research to look up Biden's history. Oh, yeah. But, um, and that's no, what they're all hoping being, for. It's not being spoon fed. It's not being spoon fed to them. So they won't know about it until, I don't know, you know, like I do know that, and I, and I've seen it before. I know people wake up. Um, we've seen it happen with our own family members with like things that are on the right. I mean, I woke up, I realized I had been think like led to believe that, you know, the war in Iraq had to happen. Like we had to do that. And, um, and, and we had to be in, go to at war in Afghanistan. Like those were the only two options and, and they were sensible after what happened at, at, in our country at nine 11, you know, like even it's still even, it's going to be something that this whole year. And I guess like past what? couple decades, I'd say even, you know, Considering that a lot of people don't realize that our government knew that Pearl Harbor was going to happen and kind of, you know, let it happen, like almost like invited it and instigated it in, you know, a lot of people don't realize or know that at all. And that's true. And again, it's documented, not a conspiracy theory. It's it's fact. Um, But like so that was what the 1940s and it is 2020. And people can barely agree on what color the sky is. And again, you know, I think um, everybody lives in their own realities and that's fine. Everybody has their own preferences. Everybody has their own likes, dislikes, um, what works for their families, um, what works for them. But it, it all comes back to like the only reason it we're like starting to, I think, feel more disharmonious than ever, if that's a word, is because, again, it comes back to just how much like the feds have a say in all of this. And it's like it, they mm-hmm. shouldn't. And I know like, you know, the agorist listening right now is just like, OK, well, you've just got to subvert the state and like live in the black and gray markets. And OK, great. Do that. Yes. All for it. And last week, um, if you haven't caught it, go back and listen. Um, Mike Meharry from the Tenth Amendment Center was on and, you know, they talk about practical ways in which the states can rebel as constitutionally against the federal government as yeah. they were designed to do so. You know, and so absolutely. Yes. Pro that. Like, let's do that in every way shape or form but i think like it's gonna still be a like a a slower cultural battle of getting people to realize that all of this should not be up to the federal government it should and it needs to be slow because if we were to do sort of like a russian revolution or french revolution it would just be bloody and violent 
it would change it for a while and then it would just revert into something else. If we really want something worse, if we really want like lasting and positive change, it has to be chipped away slowly, just in many ways, like the left has chipped away through to get their ideas across through media and the um the education system the college system um they've those commies have played a long game we have to play a long game too and maybe we've already started but i mean one of the things that i was just noticing is that i mean I, i i'm on michael malice's side i really think this is a positive change i think the fact that i mean i know that um, Cam thinks that Parler is a spook and all that stuff, but there are so many people that are leaving Twitter and Facebook for Parler and other sites. And I mean, I, I'm exploring some other ones myself just on my own to kind of see how, what they're I doing. Think, I think Tom Wood's elite group is moving to MeWe is what I last saw. And that's how it should since, be. Since Facebook Honestly, sucks. that is what it should be. There was a a tweet I saw that said like, I don't remember who it was from. Um, Cam, I think Cam was the one that retweeted it. Um, it was this guy talking about how like all of these conservatives are going to Parler and Rumble and MeWe or whatever. And um, they're all going to start their echo chambers over there. And I'm like, dude. Oh my God. The liberals left behind are going to be miserable. That's fine. Let them do it. You are like, I, you guys other. don't realize it, but you already have an echo chamber. You've, have you have mm-hmm. forced upon all of us an echo chamber you have silenced us you have shoved us out you've kicked there's like, no a, room for dissent you've kicked us all off of it so you have your own echo chamber so now it's time for and you've even made comments like if you hate it go make your own that's exactly what yeah. they did all right fine an online somalia i'm in i don't want to go to actual somalia <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. I And now you're mad because it, I, we did exactly what you said to do. <laughs> well, again, it goes to the nature of like these collectivists versus the individualists and the individualists generally don't want to rule over another person because they realize like the divine natural rights of a human, you know, and them as individuals having the authority over their own lives to live as they see fit while respecting the rights of another individual. And so that means, no, you can't hurt them. You can't take their stuff. You can't, you're not supposed to, um, you know, in breach of co- go in breach of contracts, like lying isn't good. Um, being dishonest won't really get you far in the long run and it's not in your best interest ultimately. And so like basically like a very Randian um, way of living versus the collectivists that require the collective and and generally like what is, and the collective just wants to grow and it needs to control other people. It, It can't have dissent. It has to all be one thing. And so, you know, it's like, we would love for California to secede from the nation. That'd be yeah. great. I would love that so much. But California wants the re- the other 49 states to do California things when really that's not yeah. how it should be at all. Go off and do your own thing. Yeah. And that's one of the things that just drives me crazy. Meanwhile, like the opposite is like Texas. Like Texas threatens to secede all the time 
I hope they do it at some point. But like the difference there is that they actually will, you know, like they, they and they won't make any other states do it too. Or, you know, they won't, um, they're not forcing the rest of Texas, like the rest of the United States to be like Texas. Yeah. I, and I think that um, more states should kind of go in that direction because like, I, I wish Tennessee would go more that way. I think Tennessee is sort of starting to do a little bit of that. But, um, you know, we still have a governor that needs to stop yeah. being a Bush no, is- and start being a, <laughs> being a conservative if he's going to do it. If he's going to have the R behind his name, he needs to act like a Republican. But, um, and make it a I small guess the thing R, is you know, a small too, R Republican. Yeah. Like, I mean, the thing is, is, I think that. I think what we're seeing, and I'm super stoked about it, is the the right is breaking off a little bit. Like, it's breaking into pieces, which is great. And it's not a bad thing. Um, the problem with the, with the left and why I think that so many people left the Democratic Party is because it refuses to change and it refuses to see what it needs to do. The right... There's some factions that want that want to hold on to the tradition and stay the neocon, and they're gonna they've lost they're losing all their yeah the Lincoln, the Lincoln Project dumped so much money into this um, election that may still result in something that they didn't want, which is Donald Trump being president again. Losers, yeah. I mean, there is, like, there's what's strange. I've been listening to all these different theories, and because we haven't really decided, like, there's still several states that haven't decided yet. I mean, there is still a path of victory for Trump, and and so I'm just at a point now where I'm just like, anything could happen at this point. Like, anything hell. We, I'm not Somebody mentioned done. that I'm something might happen to, something might happen to Biden between now and and then. So then I know I've even heard I've even heard that, you know, like so people are um, we hear the and and we've heard it for years. We've heard it for the past four years, like enact the 25th Amendment, like with the which is, you know, calls into question the mental capacity of the president. And because it is deficient, you know, he needs to be he she needs to be removed. Um, And so, you know, they've been saying that. Trump is like mentally deranged this whole time when really like Nancy Pelosi is, I don't know how she's on borrowed time and borrowed brain cells. But, you know, I, I have seen just the whisper or the thought that maybe recently the 25th amendment claims that they're bringing up are in preparation for if Biden were president and taking him out immediately. Yeah. I finally admitting that he's actually yeah. like lost his mind. So I don't know. Well, and I, again, that would be really anything sad. That would, I, it would, it that would be, be sad for all the voters, though, because they didn't get the president they wanted. And I doubt many of them were super stoked or excited about Kamala Harris. And if they were they weren't. excited about Kamala Harris, they didn't know. They don't know her history. They don't know anything about her past. Um, they just like the fact that she's an, she is an attractive woman who's a woman of color. So that's, that's the only two things I care about. And that's another point I was going to make is, you know, seeing as I'm older and I remember what the Republican party was like, because I've always been fascinated by politics. 
I remember what it was like when I was a kid growing up and I would watch the news and I'd watch the talking heads and all that stuff. And the, it seemed like the Republican party was all about appearances. Like they wanted to be the classy party. They never, they didn't want to be the one that raised their voices and lost their tempers. And they all had to have the right look. They all had to have the right um, about things. Yeah. It was very much, they were a lot like the democratic party today in many ways. And, um, I was just thinking like, you know, and I was talking to my husband, we were at, I asked him like, why do you like Biden? And he was like, I just, I want to, I just want a president for once who I can be proud of, who I, who can hold himself in front yeah. of other people and can just talk and, um, you know, and not just say random stuff. And I, I get that because I, Trump is not an easy, he's not easy to look at. He's not, he's so full <laughs> of himself and. He just says every he he says things off the cuff and some of it doesn't even make sense sometimes, so I get that. And, and you, um, you can't take him seriously, but like again, yeah. Do we want to? Do we need? And the to? thing is, though, I I don't judge. I've always been told as a child, you never just judge somebody from the very first moment you see them. You have to look at the whole picture of a person. So mm-hmm. you know you have to. And definitely don't just listen to what they say. And as politicians of all of all should not even be listened to for what they say. They need to be looked at for what they actually do when they're when they're at work. So one of the things that Trump, you know, Trump has done a lot of things that I'm not super stoked about. But the things that I am kind of I was appreciative of was that he was trying to he was trying to get uh, us to be less reliant on China and he was also trying to get us out of these yeah, wars. It's not a good thing. He was trying to bring our troops mm-hmm. home. And that's those two things are huge because we have been so dependent on China and I haven't really talked about that much here, but financially our economy's been so dependent on China and what they do in China to to meet those meet our like our manufacturing demands is slavery. And um they treat their own citizens like cattle. To meet our demands. Well, that's the Communist Party for you. And not only that, but they just we they they charge us tariffs, but we we aren't supposed to charge them tariffs. It's just a lot of really weird dynamic going on there. I don't respect and and then I also think that um, him trying to lower taxes and just trying to just relieve us of some of that pre- that taxes um, was a good thing, but. <sighs> You know, I get why people, if you care so much about appearances, why you wouldn't like Trump. But I really wish that people stopped giving so much of a shit about appearance because, Amen. I mean, that doesn't matter. I really, nope. like, I I was just talking, the same, same nurse, we were having this long conversation. We got, apparently we had a deep conversation, I just realized. But yeah, we were talking damn. about music, too. We were talking about how the music industry is and the the female singers that we prop up now are just not that great singers, you know, when you really no. think about it. Like Taylor Swift is just so basic. And then um, Ariana Grande, um, Jennifer Lopez, mm. like they're all beautiful women. I mean, I'm not going to be stupid about it. They are all beautiful in their own way. But they have very mediocre skills when it comes to singing. So Bowie started talking about like real singers like Aretha Franklin and Janis Joplin and Cass from 
Mamas and the Papas, Mama Cass. Mm. And like those were women that could really sing, but they weren't exactly like eye candy. And now you're right. We need a president, yeah. if we're going to have one, that's going to be like a Mama Cass who is so fat <laughs> <laughs> and so Mama unpleasant looking. Mama Cass. <laughs> but when she gets on that stage and she sings, she just, you forget what she looks like. Uh, it'd be nice to have that. Don't see that happening. But at the end of the day, that's where we need to be mentally. We need to be able to get past appearances mattering so much. Did I tell you another one of my leftist friends, I let her borrow my, uh, I still don't have this. It's like she never gave this book back to me. I let her borrow my Thomas Sowell book. Um, oh, the, the black, was it black liberals or um, I can't remember what it is. Black rednecks or white liberals. Yes. Um, I let her borrow that book and she said, you know, I just looked at the back of the book and I saw Thomas Sowell's picture and I was just like, I don't even know if I want to read this book because he's so ugly. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> I feel like that's a racist thing of her to say. Yeah. You know? This is a friend of mine like, that I don't talk to anymore. We She stopped talking to me because I told her I disagreed with the Black Lives Matter movement. <laughs> you should Venmo that's where her, her. That's her mentality. You should Venmo charge her the cost of that book. Oh my and just god! Like it was just have, so bad. Be the um the tag, you know, like how it gives you an option to leave a description. You should Venmo request her for that book. Um, that was such a bad take on on something. It's like I've never, I <laughs> I just I, I didn't know. realize yeah. like you know where we were at as a society that like that matters. Well, it goes Just, back to what I was saying at the beginning and you were saying, you know, like these people aren't developing as adults. I think there is something that happened along the way. And I don't know, maybe I got enough of the remnant um, things that kind of worked and I think are more healthy for child's a child's development to an adult. Like, you know, I it was I realized early on, like I was never an athlete, like I participated in sports and I hated it, but you know, I got participation trophies and it was embarrassing that I got those, you know, like a finisher ribbon on swim <laughs> team. Like, don't give me that. Don't give me it. Don't give me that at all. Um, you know, and it was more embarrassing that I got those than if I didn't get anything at all. And I just didn't come in up, you know, a, a qualifying place like that's fine I accepted that I wasn't great at those sports but you know what I also did learn in high school was that I could sing and I actually ended up being in one of the more exceptional choir groups at school so like I actually did find my thing and it just you know i went on from the participation trophy point in my life into like actually the place where I fit and my talents were appreciated, you know? And, um, and failure is such a important aspect to developing I, yeah. your own skills. I didn't like you had to realize that you were bad at sports to realize that you're good at singing. Like, you know exactly. what I mean? And so, yeah, I no. mean, there's so many things I mean, that you do in life that you, like the problem with the participation trophies or the importance of putting so much emphasis on how you 
your outward appearances or how you are, you know, I remember, yeah. you know, I grew up in the South, so you have to talk properly. You have to be, you know, you have to speak a certain way for people to respect you. And I just was never going to do that. I was a sailor. I, I cussed. I said everything that I was like Donald Trump. I just, I have this thing where it's like, I will just say exactly what I'm thinking and it will come <laughs> out the most awkward way possible. What type Enneagram is Donald Trump? I wonder if he's an Yeah, eight. well, I mean, I I lost some friends That's growing funny. up, you know, during being a, an adolescent. You know, you just go through so mm-hmm. many friends because you're trying to figure out who you are. I, I felt like I went through a lot more than some of my other friends. But then at the end of the day, the friends that I had were my closest friends because they understood me for who I really was. So... That's why I don't really think that we should look at a president or a politician and say, well, he's got that nice suit on and he has, he's a great speaker. To me, those are things like Joel Osteen does that. And he, most people think he's creeper, creeperson. That's what I look at when I see politicians that keep it all together is a Joel Osteen or like, what is it? Pat Sajak. (laughs) That sounds right. What's amazing, though, and, you know, I won't be the first person who made this point or comparison, but, like, so, Joel Osteen, like, people are kind of properly creeped out by that guy. Like, they realize he's not genuine. There's something fishy about him. Like, where's all his money go? You know, if he's supposed to be, like, this leader, leader of the church and of Christians, I'm not sure what denomination he is, but like if he's supposed to be a follower of Christ and of Jesus, like a lot of things don't really match up. And so, you know, but like, so then there's this religion of the state, you know, and unfortunately now people don't even like our founding documents when I think, you know, they're not bad, like compared to everything else in the world and in the world at the time of their inception and when they were penned, pretty damn good. And still pretty decent standards to have tried to uphold. Didn't really work that well. Um, you know, man, <laughs> nature of man is that uh, and and how they respond to power. But um, like here are these creepy politicians that say all these things, but don't act um, in concordance with our founding documents like they don't even follow the state's religion itself like if we were to actually follow if if like if the religion of the state worked in a way where like everybody worshiped and actually followed the constitution we'd probably be a lot better off than we are right now so what we have instead is people who give credence to and talk nicely about the constitution when it benefits them but really like run all over it trample on all our liberties and every like every decent thing that we did want to stand for as a country that's not and so like but nobody is creeped out by politicians or not enough people or people like your husband are not creeped out by joe biden yeah well i think the thing is is that it's just like he's better than trump and that's all they care about and but the thing is is we've got we've got to care more about things than that because what we, if we only care about appearance and, you know, decorum and things like that, then we are going to miss out on send, these people who want to send your children overseas to fight for unnecessary wars. And they may or may not come home alive. 
and yeah, or they don't care about the trauma or the chemicals that they're exposed to that will affect their ability to have children. There are so many things that is so disgusting when you really think about it that these politicians are willing to sacrifice you or your children for. It's just disgusting. And it really, I don't care if they, if they can get up on stage and make a pretty speech and they look good in a suit. They want to send my children to a foreign country to be exposed to chemicals and, or get their head blown off and ruin their future. I have seen what happens to these, these soldiers when they come back alive. They are not the same. I've watched them go go into hospitals and they whole. can't deal with life. This is not what I want for my children at all. And I remember like my dad is a veteran and so Veterans Day was, you know, recently my my daughter gave him a card and was like, you know, she's like I want to join the army and I was like, no, you don't. And you will not join the army if I have any any say in it. She's like, why? And I was like, honey, we'll talk about this when you're older. But it's just one of these things where we as a state, like we're taught like how noble and wonderful all of it is. And it really, that is an example of looking at the pictures. You see these, these handsome young men and women wearing these suits and they look, they're young and they're in good shape and they, they're smiling for the pictures. But inside they're dealing with demons that we can't even imagine. I don't want that for my children. Sorry. And I just don't, that's why I don't, like, I have a huge issue with, um, just this falseness of what we think of our, of our country. It's not real. And that, I think that's what drives my husband crazy. Cause I don't have any respect for any of our past presidents. I don't have a respect for the systems. I don't like, I don't think the public school system is great. I don't think the UPS USPS is great. I don't, he's just, he, hmm. he just shakes his head at me. Cause he'll, he's like, you just hate everything about America. I'm like, no, I love our attitude. That's what I love about America. We want to be free and F you. If you don't want me to be, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. That's what I like about America is the attitude and we've lost it. And we, and like, there's only a few of us left that are willing to try to keep that alive. Yeah. The anti Fauci be complacent sentiment like that is not american and you know we might hate the state but there is something there that um does tug at our people like us like stuff like that tugs at our heartstrings because again like this country was founded as a fairly like in principle libertarian style government and so no, it wasn't perfect, but it did lay the groundwork for the most freedom for the most people that we had ever seen in history, at least recorded history, um, unless, you know, one of those um, theories I've heard of on Sam Tripoli's show is true about, what is it? Uh, I don't even want to get into it. Anyway, it's it's past my bedtime, so I've stopped functioning properly, but, uh, you know... <laughs> Decorum isn't just what they tell you on it is on CNN and you really do have to see and hear things for yourself. Try to go to the original sources. I mean, so much of like the anti-Trump sentiment is because people listen to um, what CNN had to say about Trump or the CNN clips from Trump speeches. And so, yeah, it's not a fun or well, it, it's kind of fun. 
but it's not an easier, really pleasant thing to listen to um, one of Trump's speeches, but it is kind of hilarious. And, you know, uh, things do get taken out of context. And I mean, he's kind of, you know, making a mockery of it. And I don't hate that so much. But he's also and Biden could doing, even do it too. He's also I mean. doing it more because he knows it pisses people <laughs> off. So, like you know, don't let it piss you off so much. I really just hope that if Biden does win, I hope he just spurs out on every interview. And I mean, I, that would be a, the most amazing thing. It's gonna be embarrassing, you know. Um, not for me. I'm not gonna be embarrassed. I will be oh, like, no, I didn't no, vote no. for that. For, but for him, it's for it, it will, this is hilarious. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean. <laughs> another silver lining like more more comedy just different type you know like the trump presidency's been a lot of comedy for us um and so this (laughs) will be a different a different form of comedy and um since tragedy and comedy are so closely connected and intertwined we have to see the comedy in it and laugh about it um despite it being god-awful evil corrupt disgusting and shouldn't be something that we all live under but we do for the time being and um yeah i don't know i'm pretty i'm pretty beat and ready to wrap it up there is there anything else you wanted to well i was gonna ask you a question okay so it's gonna be thanksgiving soon or if if, when, when this is released it may be thanksgiving i don't know what are you thankful for this year I mean, a lot <laughs> of the cliche, a lot of the cliche things, um, you know, that I would have said that I was thankful for last year. Um, but I am very, I'm more thankful than ever for my family. And I've said it a number of times this year that, you know, um, how I've mentioned, um, how I, I've felt more isolated than ever because I am even further, um, cornered into this, um, lack of camaraderie in terms of people I can talk to in my day-to-day life about these problems and how I see them and how I see the world. I mean, like I have you, I have our network, I have all our Liberty loving people that we've connected with on Instagram. I'm very thankful for the community and, um, everybody listening, you know, thank you. Uh, we love, I love, I do love getting feedback. I love any reminder that I'm not alone. I'm not the only crazy person out there. I'm not crazy. And, um, so I'm thankful for all those people, whether they're in my immediate family or in this sort of community that I think can serve as a family. And, um, you know, so they try to split us up. They try to tear us apart. They try to make us think we are alone and that there aren't any others like us. But um, it's not true. And so I'm thankful for this platform. I'm thankful for our ability to connect with other people um, and finding people in person that I might not have suspected before thought this way. Um, my boyfriend. Yeah. God, he's amazing. And I'm so, so thankful that we found each other when we did because it was literally like April 2019. And so... We've been together, we had been together for a while, you know, before this crazier, craziest year ever. And, um, so it's only just solidified that like he, he's the man. Yeah. Um, and my health 
and I, I've been working on it every single day of um, ever this year because we knew ahead of time that there was this unexpected unknown virus coming out um, coming out of China last year. And so this year has been a really big, important um, effort for me to work on my health. And so, uh, you know, just reminding everybody, including myself, that it's not about your physical health necessarily, too. It's about your emotional, spiritual, mental health as well. And it's really all connected and it takes effort to do stuff like for yourself, but um, it's the most worthwhile thing in the world. What about you, Jesse? Um, I think, like you said, I'm I'm really thankful for the just the community of people like podcasters that we've come in contact with. Like when we when we were doing the live stream for the election, I mean, I, I was just noticing like how many people that we we know, and it's like it's just a nice feeling. I to missed know that it. You how have, many like, people, people? How many people joined? I can't remember. It was just a lot. It was like I know that Nikki P was there. Um, nice. Eric from, uh, rebel with a cause was there. Nice. Of course, Cam and Jessica was there. It's like me and Jessica were like the only chicks on there. And then there was just like That's a funny. lot of people from our MLGA group that rotated in yeah. and out. Like I know how, how it showed up and, um, it is nice. David, to know both the Daves <laughs> showed up. Yeah, it was fun. And it's just, um, one of those things where, you just it we may not all be close to each other physically but you we are we've maintained these friendships for like how how long like three years we've known three each or other four for years like now five years now like yeah it's just, yeah it's been see. a while and it's just like we I, like it's not like we've had to really try hard we just we've always figured out a way to stay in touch and it's been fun and it's been wonderful really and mm-hmm. um that I'm, so I'm really thankful for the for those friends and that and the more friends that I think we're gonna make. Like the fact that we've had Monica on our show twice, I love is Monica. awesome. And then we had Should Mike I, like, last email week. Now? I know I love her, and so you know, we, and we had um, you know, what was it like our twenty fourth episode? We talked to uh, <laughs> John McAfee. <laughs> like, yeah, we, this podcast has brought John us McAfee. to a lot of great minds. A lot of interesting people. So um, hopefully we'll get to talk to more people that um, in the movement. A lot of interesting folks. Definitely. But definitely thankful for my family. Even though even my husband, who's a liberalist, I'm thankful for him because he's a good provider <laughs> and he's handsome. I, yes. have, I have to listen to his bad ideas, but at least it's coming from a pretty face. So <laughs> um, there you go. Appearances. Yes, in that case, that does help a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, my parents are both still with me, so I'm really thankful for that because we lost my mother-in-law this year. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just thankful that my parents are still here, even though I know that they're they're the high-risk group with COVID, and I'm worried about the dark winter, but that's a whole other episode. (laughs) I just think we need to be careful um but yeah and my health and kerosetin and zinc i'm thankful for those two things been taking those a lot thankful for my supplements (sighs) yep anyways um i'm gonna just 
say if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram. That's where we're most active, even though we're shadow banned still. Um, please, yeah. please, please, please. I'm just going to say this because I don't know how long we are going to last on Instagram because we've seen a lot of friends get kicked off. Um, why don't you follow us on Parlor just to be on the safe side? We're at Voluntary Vixens on Parlor as well. Um, hopefully we don't have to make a full shift, but um, we are on Facebook as well at Voluntary Vixens and then um, been a lot more active on Twitter recently because of the shadow ban. And that is at Vixen's Voluntary. So it's a little different on Twitter. And then um, I'm just going to, I've been trying out Float and MeWe and nothing really is happening on either one of those right now. <laughs> but, but if you want to follow just me, Jesse Vixie on MeWe and then Jesse Vixie on Float. I think that's pretty much it. Unless you want to plug anything else. Nah, that's probably it. Um, I guess since this is a very like gypsy episode of me, um, gypsy hippie Maddie, that self, um, I do have a separate like more yoga and mindfulness account called um, Voluntary Vinyasa. I know a lot of you do know me there, so I, you can find me there as well just for that sort of thing. And I am always open to listen to anybody, you know, come share your stuff. Yeah. If you I'm into it. Yeah. We love Just to hear reach you. us on any of those places. We love to hear from our our listeners. And if you have ideas or if you guys want to be a guest or you have somebody in mind that you would like to pitch to us, that's always welcome too. We've had some of our yep. listeners come on before, so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, it, it's like we're not on a pedestal at all. We're just people with microphones. Not yet. Decided. <laughs> Once we are on the pedestal, though, we're cutting everybody off. Then, you know, what, what, then we're going to be elites now. Just kidding. That's not how it works. Um, but anyway, everybody, um, have a safe holiday. See whomever you want and are comfortable to see. I know others might not be comfortable to see you, but, you know, do your own thing. Reconfigure your own holiday. Reconfigure your own family as or if needed. Um, you know, you do what you have to do. And, um, you know, so be safe, have fun, stay sane, keep it peaceful, keep it voluntary. Excuse me, I got to get this right. And why should the voters believe that you can win the national election? I was a Democratic caucus. Have you been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger. And so we have to just change the culture, period, and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it. If you want to check my shape on let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. It is important that I and Nevada have spoken, but look. Get your work straight, Jack. I'm Jill Biden's husband. I work for Cedric Richmond. Are you joking? No. Granddaughters not only love their dads, their grandpops, they always like them, and that's the great thing. Thank you, baby. Thanks. I want you to meet Finnegan. <laughs>